very complex human problems and we use the tools of science and technology to find our way forward with all these new conveniences like we, we do amazing things to us but we're still at the same time so stupid we're so impressively stupid and smart at the same time there's just there's just a lot of absolute nonsense words pod my name is keon aka almighty the dj and my name is earl lonnie hooks a very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on soundcloud spotify apple as well as youtube please do not forget to follow us at alw pod on instagram the god and me honors the god in each and every one of you I want to start this somewhere very specific. All right. I've had some, um, actually, I've had some uh, theories that I brought here to you about artists, right? Okay. When we were talking about Kendrick, we were talking about J. Cole, and we bring these people up maybe far too often, but. <laughs> I was going to bring up Kendrick today. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, good. Mostly because I was saying that people get to a point where they just get like so good at something mm-hmm. that they start to feel like that maybe they're not valued correctly. Right. A lot of that being because as great creative minds, they would have to understand as well as we would have to understand that we can't understand the things that they're doing at the at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Like we can't understand the, the greatness and the the deep technicalities to what some of these guys do with their words and their cadences and their rhyme schemes and the the deep encryptions more so Kendrick the deep encryptions of their lines and things like that. Like, we don't fucking know. We need somebody to go uh, fucking decode some of this Uh for us. And I I talked about this for a second. I think maybe to you or maybe one of these talk spaces, I I don't even know anymore. I'd just be talking. Right. But I talked about Drake's album. Have you listened to this album at all? I've listened to a few of the songs, only like, over the weekend, um, Antoinette was playing it in the car, and oh. I, just, I heard like a couple of songs. So on you it. was, yeah. And how were you feeling? Did you have some drinks in your system? Were um, you, no, I don't think so. Were you on your way to go dance somewhere? Uh, or, no, nope. I was, I was on my way to like Haynes Point to go fishing. That's fishing. Okay, yeah. okay. So you were feeling good about what you were about to go do. Yeah. Maybe this contributed. Did you did you bob your head? Did you tap yeah. tap your feet at all? Yeah. So it gave you something. Yeah. You felt vibes. Yeah. You liked the vibes that you felt. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was Drake. Like, I don't. Okay. When I listened to it, I was like, this just sounds like something that Drake has done before. (laughs) Not like, obviously, you know, majority of that album is very housey and, and whatnot, but this isn't like they call the first them Afro beats, don't Afro they? Afro beats, or you know, but this isn't the first time Drake has been on a beat like that, right? So like when I when I heard it, 
I was like, okay, I mean, this is Drake. Like, he's done this before. I've listened to a few songs. Definitely the first one, the opener, it really didn't do much for me because there's not really much happening. It's like mm-hmm. some sounds that play. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, he comes on and he's hitting a note that he shouldn't be trying, that he shouldn't be <laughs> attempting as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I couldn't tell you what songs. that I, I know I listened to the one with 21 Savage on it, but as far as the other songs, I don't know the names of them or anything like that. Yeah, then I also know... I'm aware that he's called the petty king. The people that he does petty things. You maybe you're not deep enough in it to know any about this. But you know what I was thinking about today? What? How he hijacked uh, Drums uh, song and made Hotline Bling. Um, I, I don't know why I was randomly thinking about that today. Right, that was a thing that happened. Yeah, I was fucked up. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 We talked a little bit about cultural appropriation last night on that talk space with mm-hmm. Anthony Stokes. Maybe we'll get into it a little bit here. Uh, but a couple of the things that I want to talk about today, or I feel like are just going to end up coming up in conversation. A couple of things that I could talk about today, that's a better way of saying it, because I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about, uh, is rooted in this sense that I cannot multitask when it comes to thinking about things, right? Multitasking is something that people for ages have been saying that they know how to do, that some people feel like they can do well at. And that's a myth in some respect, in some mm-hmm. respect that people talk about it. It's not a myth in a more practical uh, sense. So it's a myth in the sense that people feel like they can do more than one thing simultaneously like their brain is actually working on various things at the same time Mm -hmm. that's a myth your brain can't do that Mm -hmm. your brain can focus on one thing at a time and so what you can get good at is switching between various things okay and hopping the track switching your focus from one thing to another sometimes i'll have friends that listen to this podcast and they get upset because i'll I'll seem like I'm realizing something and they'll say, Earl, how the fuck is it that you think the way that you do, but yet you're realizing this thing that seems very basic, like when so-and-so came on here and said they found it interesting that you look at communication like an art. Mm-hmm. Like, why does that surprise you that people don't look at communi- like conversation like an art. Like you've never heard anyone talk about conversation like you. You've never ha- heard people try to have conversations like you. Like so why does that surprise you? And I'm I'm trying to tell this person when I'm talking to people I'm listening to what it is that they're saying, right? Right. And I more so think about the things that connect that person with me than I am the things that that disconnect. Okay. Right. The the, the things that we do not share. I, I don't like those things. Kind of can be apparent uh, through the conversation, through the realizations of, of in the divulgence of things that they have to say about their experience versus mine, whatever. But I'm more so thinking about the things that that bring connectivity amongst us. Um. And I can't do both at the same time. Okay. Right. So there's why somebody will say something to me and I'll be like, oh, wow. Like, that's really fascinating. Like, okay. I didn't think about that, but okay. First thing I'll say about this Drake album, right? Because this conversation is not really about the Drake album, but is I would listen to a couple of songs 
And Drake, Petty King or not, I was listening to some of the things he said and I was I was surprised. And I was thinking, wow, why is Drake on this album singing about how some of these chicks you still love me, but I don't love you. I moved on now. <laughs> that's I'm certain that that's not how any of the songs go. But okay. but but in the base of it, though, those weren't words that he said. No, he, he probably said some of those okay. words, but I'm certain that that's not how any of the songs sound. All right. But what he but what I'm saying is that he's on tracks talking about. How I moved on, it probably hurts you sitting at the house still thinking about how you fucked up with Drake. You know, how could you miss out on this bag? Uh, whatever the case is. I would hear these things and I would think, oh, fuck. I forget that it brings joy to people to make other people feel bad <laughs> about whether they left them or whether they left what they feel like is a good thing being them right. and how it must suck. Let me stunt on you. Let me make you feel bad for making the decision you made. Like I was like, Oh fuck. Mm -hmm. I forgot that people are on this wave and that like that could go crazy on a track on a dance track because people are going to be in the club like, yeah, fuck that nigga that left me. Fuck that bitch that left me. Like you're <laughs> going to be thinking on those terms. I forgot. Oh, boom. That's interesting. This is the deeper point of this Drake album for me. It starts at the very beginning. Did you get a chance to read the description for this album? The Drake album? Yes. No. Okay. So it seems like he wrote it because it says his name at the bottom with the little dash. So he wrote these lyrics that I'm about to read to you. Okay. Right. Okay. I let my humbleness turn to numbness at times, letting time go by knowing I got the endurance to catch it another time. I work with every breath in my body because it's the work, not air, that makes me feel alive. That's some real detrimental shit, but that's that shit my perfectionist mind doesn't really mind because no one knows what's on my mind when I go sleep at nine and wake up at five unless I say it in a rhyme. I can't remember the last time someone put their phone down, looked me in the eyes, and asked my current insight on the times. But I remember every single time someone shined a light in my eyes, I purposely... I purposely try to forget what went on between some people and I because I know I'm not a forgiving guy. Even when I try, my urge for revenge wins the game against my good guy inside every single fucking time. <clears throat> I got plans I can't talk about with more than like four guys because the last time I shared them with someone on the outside, well, that's another story for another night. I was trying to get through that statement to get to saying I'm not at a time in my life where pats on the shoulder help me get by. I'll take loyalty over an oh my and emoji fire. I know if it was a dark night where all the odds were against my side and my skill went to whoever took my life, they'd done me off with a big smile and maybe even post it for some likes. I know everyone that tells me they love me doesn't love me all the time, especially when I'm doing better than they're then all right. And they have to watch it from whatever point they at in their life. I got here being realistic. I didn't get here being blind. 
I know what's what and especially what and who is by my side. Honestly, never mind. And the name of the album is Honestly, Never Mind, by the way. Okay. And then he gives you all these fucking dance tracks. Sorry that you still love me, but I don't love you. I moved on now. Canada things. Canada things. <laughs> okay. Okay. What does that say to you? I, what does that say to you? Anything? The transition from what was said in that first track into the dance music? Well, that's not the first track. That's just oh. the description of the album. When you check, when you click on read more for the description, that's what's there. It's not like some regular Apple fucking employee that loves the artist writing up some mm-hmm. huge thing. Mm-hmm. That's Drake. Mm-hmm. So Drake wrote that, uh-huh. and then he gave us the dance album, Honestly, Never Mind. Make you think anything at all? Uh, I don't know. The first thing that kind of comes to mind is it, it just sounds like that man's might be just going through some shit and just needed to really just lay that shit out into the form of music, which mm-hmm. is what a lot of artists do. <clears throat> right. Um, okay. But yeah, I don't know. That's the first thing that just pops in my mind. It just sounds like I think it might be a little hurt. I think he may be a little hurt. I think that again, just stunting on people that were once with you or whatever that I feel like one that, yeah, it can make you feel better, but also at the same time, I maybe not, it probably doesn't maybe in a moment, maybe in a moment it does, but Mm -hmm. overall in time, I don't think that that makes you feel like a better person. And the fact that this is like a surprise album, you know, also speaks because it's just like, maybe whatever he, was hurt by or has been has happened to him recently he just really felt like felt like he just had to had to do something with it had to channel that energy into well, something else well he definitely has people backing him that expect for him to come out with music that will make money so that they can continue to make money yeah that's definitely a case like drake is definitely a lot of people's golden ticket i'm certain of it mm-hmm. um so I'm certain that has some degree as why he decided to come out with a whole dance album. Maybe he also just liked dancing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's like the vibe because places he's at, he, maybe he's just on a lot of beaches mm-hmm. and hanging with a lot of people, drinking a lot of pina coladas and you know, smoking weed. And that's the vibe, right? So that's what he comes up with. What I will say is, when I read that, and at the very end. Is the word on the words honestly never mind, and then you have the out al- the album honestly never mind, and then it's just a bunch of dance tracks. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, fuck y'all, y'all don't care anyway, which is what I've been saying about these great artists. Right. T- here, go ahead, take this dance album, go dance somewhere. <laughs> Come, I don't remember. Somewhere. I don't remember the last time somebody put their phone down and asked asked me about my insights on the time, whatever. Right? I can't even talk about things with more than four guys because the last time I did that, so and so, I don't know who, who loves me, but I do know that these people that say it don't love me all the time. I know what's what. I know who's by my side, but honestly, never mind. Like, hmm. on, okay. for, for, don't don't even worry about that. I get you. I get you. Right, so yeah, I get that out on the description, but then I give y'all this album. It seems like 
it seems like that theory of mine, you get to a point where you're just like, man, y'all are willing to take whatever I give you, which is fine for me because it's going to feed me, my family, all my friends, family, everybody, all the investors. That's great. But I was saying something on that talk space yesterday of taking art that is pure, right? In whatever form that you found it in, that you can actually speak through. You could be a guitar player. You could be painting pictures. You could be a vocalist. You could be a ballerina. You could be all sorts of shit. But finding that and then having it tainted by just doing what other people tell you to do, whether it be just regular ass people or a label or whatever it is you're signed to and then it turns into a job for whatever reason it turns into a job it turns into a chore and so now that pure thing is now tainted i don't know what drake feels or what he's going through i know he's got a lot of money probably has a lot of fun yeah i'm certain he's also a human being yeah and i know that he is susceptible to can't escape that to the things that human beings are susceptible to which is man this, this may have been a lot of fun at a certain point in time but maybe now, like, I, I like to get certain shit off, but that's not really my lane as much anymore. Right. So, honestly, <clears throat> never mind. Here. Right? Like, yeah. that's that's kind of the way that I, I that. took it. That could be off. I'd, I'd love to hear. Maybe I need to have Mo come on, right, and tell me why, <laughs> why I'm wrong. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of... Like the case, actually, now last time I had, let me do my due diligence. Last time I had more on here, we kind of agreed on that point that Drake probably got himself to a point where he's looking around like, damn, like I got all this money. Like, but it, it's really nice to just be an artist that can do, like drop an album and then ghost. Okay. And just live life with yeah. his family and his yeah. friends and yeah. don't got to be because that artist isn't on his track talking about. Fuck these bitches that oh, yeah. that left me. Right, but I but I moved on. I'm good now. Like, right. are you? Because every time, like, some dude said that back in the day when we were children. Yeah, we was like, nigga, you're not good. Right, like you're hurt, which is why you're saying that. Right. Like, you would never like no one that's that's just okay. Just says spews that. that type of shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Starts so, a sentence with that. Like, yeah, like you. It would never. Why are you even, saying it? Why are you bringing it up? I didn't ask you. That would never come out of my mouth. None of the no none of your fans asked you about that. So why did you say it? <laughs> that's that no i think i think i mean that's a good that's a good way to look at it i didn't think of that that's definitely a good way to look at it yeah that's all that's the, <clears throat> that's kind of where i wanted to start on with that i do have again at least one more other thing that is just like dawned on me maybe two that just seem to be a little disconnected from what i conventionally and frequently hear from other people in mm-hmm. their experience the way that i look at a couple of other things. Okay. And we can get onto those when, however that comes up. Gotcha. But you wanted to bring up Kendrick yeah. and why? Is it because you keep listening to Rich Spirit and want to be a better person? Um, it's because I keep listening to the entire album. Yeah. Um, you know how people, I know, I'm certain that you've, you've known someone or you've read something somewhere where someone was like, man, I listened to that album and it, you know, it just changed my life. Yeah. Like my of life. course. Yeah. For a, for a long time, I thought that I would never come across something like that. Oh, so you hadn't had one? No. That you feel like... Now, and I don't know if I have one yet, but this could be it. Okay. So many times I've seen someone say, oh yeah, this album, it, you know, it just, it changed my life. Thank you so much, so-and-so for, for putting this out. Like, this got, this got me through hard times. This helped me get out of a, of a depression, like that type of stuff. As I continue to listen to Mr. Morale 
and the big steppers, I guess I don't know that maybe it is changing my life. Maybe it's changing my perspective. Maybe it's making me think a little bit harder about about myself and and some of the little you know some of the world around me. But I don't know. I just kind of find some parts, some aspects of the album, the album just relatable. And maybe that's why it's just resonating with me so much. Why I can't stop listening to it, okay. um, because I, you know, I listen to a song like "Rich Spirit," and you know that song just I it just make like you said it just makes me want to be a better person. Like it's a song that I want I I could get up in the morning to and just turn that on. And, and I'm like, and that's okay, kind of like rich nigga broke, broke phone, phone trying to keep, keep the balance. balance. I'm staying Stand strong. strong. Yeah. Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song. Stop, Stop playing, playing with me before, before I turn you to a song. Hey, bitch, I'm attractive. Can't fuck, fuck with you no nigga. more. I'm yep. fasting. Uh, bitch, I'm attractive. Um, yeah. But the album itself, you know, and we and we talked about this, so I'm not going to get too much into it. But the album itself, there's so much growth and just pure, genuine human being that's just coming through the beats that's and a the good music. way of putting it good genuine human being yeah it's is is so the album is so real like it's it's not about some bitches that left me and how i'm getting back at them and it's not it's not that at all because don't get me wrong although that can be real because that can be, no yeah. it could it could it can be real but that type of shit is very oversaturated. Yes, when it comes to to rap music or just music in general. Yeah, and you're usually just saying it. The reason it's oversaturated is because you're saying it in the oversaturated way. Yeah, which is fuck you. Yeah, like, and it's usually just a stunt. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm listening to this Kendrick album. He's talking about, you know, how how Whitney is such a great person for him and to him and all that she's done for him try you know convinced him to go to go to therapy all the times he's cheated on her on the good kid mass city tour like just like niggas really just putting himself <laughs> that nigga out Kendrick there is wild. Like, the first time i fucked a white bitch was <laughs> right. like on the palisades <laughs> I was Copenhagen. <laughs> the next time I fucked a white bitch, like, yo, he's wildin', bro. But like, and it just got me to thinking about just the whole man. This album changed my life, and I'm like, damn, is this going to be that album that it take me 32 years, mm. uh, 31, uh, 32 uh, next week? Coming up on yeah. Maybe if anybody wants to, you know, if, anyone ca- if anyone cares, yeah, if anybody cares. <laughs> uh, um, so I'll just say 32. Um, <laughs> Did it take me 32 years to like get to a point where like I fa- I just came across this album yeah. that that I just resonated with so much like like I said there's so much growth and it just this 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 time of my life right now is is one of growth you know what I'm saying like I entered my 30s and I really started just doing things differently and thinking differently and I just feel like when I'm listening to this album, I just feel like I'm talking to somebody or I'm listening to someone because obviously I'm not having a conversation with him, but I'm listening to someone that's just going through the motions and the challenges of life uh, within a relationship. Um, and I don't know, it just speaks to me. It re- that, The album really speaks to me. Um, it's just so fucking relatable. 
I, I, I really like the album. I'm damn near going to convince myself to buy some expensive ass tickets and go to this concert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is when? Um, August 5th. August 5th. At, yeah. Is that Jiffy Lube? Come on. Oh damn, that's my bad. Oh, oh, is he he too big for that? Come on, he man. too big. Yeah. What you going to a stadium somewhere? Capital One Arena. Capital One come Arena. On, I'm sorry, dog. This, I don't know places. This nigga tried to put Kendrick in the Fillmore. Like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> come, come on, man. Damn. <laughs> nigga tried to put him in the Bethesda Blues I mean, house, I mean, nigga. <laughs> little I mean, jazz club. I mean, he can still do those. If he, I feel like he probably still does. You don't think he does any small places? Probably just nothing but huge places? I don't... I mean, probably not, because I don't think he does shows when he's not... Like, when... You know what I'm saying? Well, he's see, not, see, that's what was dope about Dave Chappelle. Was that, and still, because Dave Chappelle just pops up yeah. random-ass no, cool. places. It would be cool. That I just don't... Be. I don't think Kendrick does that, because I feel yes. like we would have heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Kendrick Lamar popped up at a, a whatever and, yeah. and did a little show for a crowd of 100 people. Yeah. Like, we would have heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been... Well, I don't know about you. ill. But... Cause you don't, you don't I would it would have made its way to me. <laughs> it would have made its way to me through y'all. Like y'all would have told someone would have told me. Yeah. Uh um Okay. Another thing about that album that um I was talking to Antoinette about, I was listening to um Savior, mm. and which has become the one interlude of, or the actual no, okay. the actual song. Um I was listening to Savior and which has become one of my favorite songs on there. Um and I keep repeating that part. That part, uh, the very beginning. Nah, nah, nah. Oh. I keep repeating the part. Tupac dead. Got to think for yourself. <laughs> like I just walk around the crib, just saying that shit all the time. I go right up to Antoinette. Tupac dead. Got to think for yourself. <laughs> oh. And um, she said something to me. Real. She said something real interesting to me, and she was like, "This is not verbatim, but along the lines of like, it's kind of a diss. It's like a diss." A diss like to he, who? I don't know. Just the everybody out here that's looking up to all these rap niggas as gods. Well, this <laughs> song is this, it starts off. Uh, Kendrick made you. What I know. Did he say he Kendrick made you think about it. Yeah, but he is not, not your savior. savior. Cole made you feel empowered, but he is not your savior. Yeah. Future so made told, told you to get, get a, a money, money counter, counter, which is I feel like that was kind of a diss <laughs> <laughs> because. It, Kendrick made you think about it. Cole made you feel empowered. Braun made you give him his flowers, but Future told you to buy a money counter. I just feel like that was a diss. The Future? I feel like the other things were... Kendrick made you think. Cole made you feel empowered. Braun made you give him his flowers as the great man that he is. Future told you to buy a money counter. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's a disc. Cause I, I, it's just because it's that's I'm, that's future. Like that's like that's future. Like you're, you're right. It is, and he's not your savior. Like the rest of them aren't. But there's a difference between making someone think, making someone feel empowered, making someone ag- make you acknowledge greatness, uh-huh. and then someone telling you to buy a money counter. <laughs> there's there's a difference there. I'm not saying it's a, it's an outright fuck you future. Uh-huh. Right? Like I'm not saying that. Uh-huh. But there's something to be said about <laughs> that. There's something there. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is. But there's something a little weird about uh-huh. that that he chose that, uh-huh. right? Because he could have just he, he could have just cut it off. He didn't have to throw yeah. future in there. But and I kind of I don't know. Maybe I'm taking a page out of your book. But before that song came out, 
I wasn't really thinking about how, cause I don't, I don't like, I listen to, to, to these artists, you know what I'm saying? Like I, there's people, there's people that are higher up, mm. you know what I'm saying? In the hierarchy mm. that, you know, I don't want to say that I'm influenced okay. by them, but I know of them. I know, I know a little bit about what they're about, but there's a lot of people that take this shit seriously. Like, like the, you know, the, the, like the, the Kim Kardashians of the world, like people, people that worship these people, they worship future. They, they like, like they will go to bat. They will, they will beat they your will ass. Fight. They will fight. Yeah. Over it. And just to hear him like Tupac dead, got to think for yourself. I'm just like, yo, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's a nice line as if Tupac was just the source. Uh-huh. Like, he was the source of all thinking uh-huh. for whomever it is he's talking about. But there's always someone. Yeah. People are always going to be looking for someone else to be that source for them to just siphon information yeah. from and do no thinking well, for themselves. When I listened to it, I wasn't, you know, I felt like when he said that, I, I felt, I felt, I thought of two different things. I thought maybe... When he said Tupac dead, got to think for yourself. I'm my one of my first thoughts was okay, maybe, maybe at one point Tupac was sort of a savior from him. There's that West Coast connection, even though Tupac isn't from California. You could he was heavily based out of California, so maybe there was a point in time where he was Tupac, definitely West Coast representative. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, maybe there, you know, that was a thing for him, for, for Kendrick. You know, maybe Tupac was his savior. Mm-hmm. Tupac did. Got to think for yourself. Maybe he's talking to a younger version of him. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the other was that it, it was a diss yeah. to just everyone out here <clears throat> that looks up to people like Kendrick or people that are in his type of position. Um, people that are just out there like that. Like, it's a diss to them like yo Tupac dead you got to think for yourself so what you going to do I would I would like to because I, I want to know what a, we got to do a couple things here mm-hmm. which is define some things as we did uh-huh. fair right on the last episode the word fair mm-hmm. okay one this this word may be too strong oh yeah it might be it might I, be it I might think be. that as he does and as a lot of great artists do he is challenging you to think uh-huh he's challenging you to think because He's in that same space Tupac is in, right? Which is people are just going to be looking at Kendrick to think, right? So, I think a lot of this, some of this is, is ambiguous. Some of the topics he talks about are is in, are ambiguous as far as his stance on it. Some of them are pretty direct, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it is just generating content, right? In a lot of very creative ways for you to think about it, mm-hmm. like the song "We We uh, We Cry Together." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you bitch no fuck you nigga like that song right the very very beginning of that song is a woman speaking it's the very first words you hear Mm -hmm. and it's this is what the world sounds like and then their argument begins if you talk to people about relationships today you go talk to 10 people about being single and even being in relationships and you come back and you tell me what the world sounds like because i talk to people all the time Uh about relationships Uh and that's what i hear Fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, bitch. Uh-huh. They not this. They not that. Uh-huh. They need to take me for who I am. Niggas I don't need ain't shit. It's just bitches it's, ain't shit. It's just back and forth. There's no nuance. Everybody else is the problem. Like it, there's no compromise. There's no co-operate. 
shun mm-hmm. right between them it's just everybody just wants to do what they want to do and if the other person ain't completely on board with whoever they are exactly in that moment then fuck you like it's not how it works but that's the way people be talking about stuff mm-hmm. so a lot of this has probably been him Dipping his toes back in the water like he was away from his phone for however long at a time. And then every once in a while, he'll pop back in and just see what's going on and be like, oh, God, this shit is nasty Mm -hmm. out here. Mm -hmm. And he takes those things and he's like, okay, when because exactly what you're saying is it seems like there's a ton of just and, and I and I love the way you said it, too, because this means a lot to me in life, which is. It just seems like a grounded human being. Yeah. Like a grounded human that just that just is in touch with himself and the people around him. And he's a thinker and mm-hmm. he's a creative. So he's able to put something out like this. Mm-hmm. But that's just a, like a grounded human being. A lot of times when you come around a bunch of people that are super delusional and they're lost in the Internet and they're lost in all this, you know, uh fucking uh what, what, what would you call it this this sense of worship that you're talking about of celebrityism and all these idols and it's weird shit the shit it's re- the, it's like sickening they can't <laughs> even hope to do what kendrick is doing and this is and this is kind of where my kendrick and j cole like argument sort of comes in because when i have these arguments and people say j cole's rapping like it's not as encrypted as J. Cole's, right? Like, they're not as many layers to it. What he's saying is what he's saying. It, 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 you hear it, and it's like, oh, that's what he meant. Like, there's not, you don't got to do a whole bunch to realize what J. Cole was talking about. But his rapping ability is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. what he does with his cadences in his voice, his tone, his inflection, his rhyme scheme, his vocabulary, like, it's amazing what right. he does. <clears throat> and this is where people get it fucked up when they drop j cole out of these conversations is i could people could teach how to rap to people and you could know how to do amazing things you could be a fucking linguistic gymnast if you wanted to right and learn how to flip a bunch of words same thing in podcasting you could learn how to talk really well like you could go through the books and learn the different things that you ought to do while podcasting or just having interpersonal communication in general. You can learn those things, but there's something deeper than learning the tricks, right? You can learn the tricks, but there's something deeper within the person. Mm-hmm. The person has to know what to even speak on right? and what to even speak about. Mm-hmm. There, was a, there was a point in time where I was in here tripping the fuck out. I think I took like LSD that day. And I was tripping out with Big Smokey. Mm-hmm. He was in here with me, too. RJ came home, and we were having a conversation about art. And J- Big Smokey, J was that's when he was saying, photography's not an art. That's what he was thinking. Yeah. And he was saying, because art is something that you have to create. All they're doing is capturing a moment that would have taken place with or without them. And, you know, we debunked that. We got into all the nitty-gritty of that. And we don't have to do it again. But one of the main points in the conversation during the rebuttal from RJ and I is because what he was saying is give me the same camera that the best photographers in the world use and I'm going <laughs> to take the same photos that they have. I'm going to point it at the things and I'm going to take the photos and, and you can put it up on National Geographic or wherever the fuck you want to put it up at. And what we we're saying is you don't even know what to take a photo of. <laughs> like the people that are doing that, they already have an eye. 
Like they're he already might not even know how to work the camera. Well, okay, so we're saying teach me how to use the camera. If you teach me how to use the camera, then I'll be as good as them. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. So you're telling me as long as you just if I go through some courses for the next however many years and I do it, then I can be the best. I can be just along with them. So it's really just how to work the camera. And what we're saying is that there's something deeper behind knowing how to work the camera. You don't even know that the thing that you're looking at is the thing to take the photo of. Like you don't even know because you don't even have the vision. Mm -hmm. You don't even know that while you're looking at something like, oh, whoa, I feel like if I caught that from this angle with this lighting, like, oh, that would be dope. You don't even have that vision. Right. So you just going to be taking pictures of a bunch of random things because you don't even know what <laughs> angles and lighting and aperture. You don't know what any of those things are. You don't, right. you don't understand that. So you're missing something inside. When it comes to speaking, rapping, all this sort of stuff, what gets overlooked for speakers and orators of all sorts is that it starts with there's something inside the person that needs to be said. You ever heard someone just speak a whole lot and you want them to stop? Oh, yeah. Like they're talking so much and they're saying nothing. Right. It's so vapid. It's so malnutritious. Like I want nothing to do with what it is you're giving. And then there's the opposite where sometimes someone's speaking and you're like, whoa, there's something about the way they're telling a story, the way they're relating information. And I like I your glue. Like I want to hear what this person has to say. It seems like. Whatever experiences they've had, it gave them something. Mm-hmm. Like they have something to actually say. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be that it's so grounded and rooted in truth that it transcends all demographics. It transcends everything. And that's what you're hearing when you're listening to Kendrick. Yeah. And you're saying, it seems like something very genuinely human about it. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I feel like this is just. A regular human being that's just good at these things and can perform this for us. Right. But we can all take away from this. Right. That's why. Because he's rooted. And that's something I feel like is so overlooked. Mm -hmm. Is you want people with the tricks, but you need someone that can churn that milk. Like you need someone that's going to give you the cream. Right. But everyone doesn't have that. So I think that Kendrick on this album, he's talked a whole lot about going off in healing. He's talked a whole lot about healing, meditating, fasting, being with his family, read, just staying away from all the toxicity online. And I feel like he's reaping the benefits of that. Right. J. Cole has talked about it in some of his songs as well. So I think that he's also reaping benefits from that. We keep seeing these guys get better and keep doing new things. Mm -hmm. And there's this conversation that I think we ought to have. And I was about to bring it up on the last one. And we can do it here now. All right. Karma. All right. What is your understanding of karma do you believe in that understanding of karma what have you heard break Uh, break it down i mean karma it's what goes around comes around okay um that's uh, that's my little off the top of my head definition for it yeah uh do i believe in it 
I don't. I don't. Tell me if this makes sense. Okay. I feel like good people can do bad things. Yeah. Are your bad things that that you're doing are they rooted in you because you're just a bad person? I feel like maybe karma comes around a little bit harder or a little bit more for people like that. But then I'm also like, I mean, karma probably isn't prejudice. It probably doesn't care what type of person you are. If it really does exist and you've done something outlandish, um, maybe it, you know, it's just going to slap you in the face anyways. I don't really know if I believe in it or not. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like believing in ghosts. Like it doesn't, <laughs> there's no physical form to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's because it's like, it, it it could come for you or it couldn't. A lot of things have to happen. A lot of very specific things have to take place for for karma to, to, to come back at you. And it's like, how do you define it for, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you, like, you do something, you know what I'm saying? Like, you do something horrendous. And, like, just let's just say something really horrendous happens to you. Well, how do you know it's karma for that thing? You know what I'm saying? It's not, like, some, it's not it's some just leftover not, karma for some bullshit you yeah, did. Yeah, or how do you just know it's just some horrendous shit that happened to you? Yeah, like, does it come in the same degree in yeah. which it's something you caused? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Okay, so that's your, yeah, all right. And I think, for most degree, unless you're just like heavily into astrology or something like that, like that's probably the answer that most people are giving. Like, right. I, like I don't know what goes around, comes around, do nice things, nice things will happen to you. Sometimes, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but bad things are also going to happen to you too, no matter if you do good things or not. So, like, yeah. Right. It's, it's like, I, like, I've done some bad things in my life, I've done some great things in my life. You know what I'm saying? And you've so, had some great things. I've had some great things returned. happen to me. I've had bad things happen to me, but I don't know if that's karma or if it's just life. <laughs> right, right. So I think that this is most people's idea. And I think that a lot of things, I find myself, when I talked to you last time, I have so many fucking ideas in my mind. Maybe you can tell sometimes when I'm talking. <laughs> uh, I talked to you last time about the analytical mind and the creative mind, mm-hmm. right? Left brain, right brain. And how a lot of times a lot of us get sucked into just being one of them like usually you just have creatives and it's like i'm just fucking pure and i just want to create and you've seen me in this space <laughs> it's just one of them pure and i want to create and like fuck what people think like free the nipple <laughs> fucking legalize weed dude let's talk about fucking consciousness in the fucking multiverse by the way mike i did watch that movie everywhere all the time all at once whatever it's called okay Every, everything everywhere all the time yeah. i'd watch that we'll talk about it um but let's talk about did the you, fucking multiverse did you watch it on that link come on nigga. you think i went and bought it when i had a link <laughs> I I have the link too. I just I don't want to watch it on my laptop. Oh, well, I have an iPhone same as you and so I just did AirPlay and put it oh, on the smart TV. I didn't think about that. Oh yeah. Damn. 
fuck that. Yeah, I'm not yeah, watching on a laptop. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I just immediately thought, like, damn, what I got to I'm going to watch this on my laptop. Airplay, like, baby. Yeah, come on now. Airplay. Take advantage of them functions, man. Take advantage. <laughs> I think, I you ain't know. You ain't think I was going to know about Airplay, did you? Mikey I guess not. Yeah, Mikey didn't think I knew. I don't know half the shit that my iPhone can do. No one does. <laughs> no one does, except for the people that make it. Right. Are you kidding me? Uh, all right, so what am I talking about? Um... Oh, let's talk about the multiverses. Let's go. Like, it fucking conspiracies, man. What's going on with the UFOs? Like, that's super artistic, super creative. I want to paint, play guitar, and fucking walk around with my dick out. Like, that's uh-huh. like that. And then you have the super analyticals. Data, data, data. Logic, analyzation, procedures. This is the way that it goes, right? And so you have structure, and you have loose you have conservative, you have liberal, right? That's that's what that is, right? You have free thinking. And not to say, by the way, the conservative and liberal actually take heed to these things because it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. But that there's looseness and that there's structure to things, concrete structure, analytics to things. And But when you can bring yourself <clears throat> to pair these two things together, beautiful, beautiful Things can happen. Mm-hmm. So when I hear people talk about karma, it's never super analytical people because they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like you would say, it's like believing in ghosts. Mm-hmm. What the f- like? How can you how can you quantify that? Right. Show it to me. Write it down. Put it on a graph. <laughs> like, can you other equations? Like, what do you? I can't. I, don't bring it to me. If you can't give it to me in that sense, I don't want to hear about it. Is there video evidence? Is there science behind <laughs> it? Right. And so. Because I've been someone that I feel like has been very creative person, very imaginative person, but also at the same time, a very logical, analytical person about things. A lot of times I like to take the things that are far fetched, whimsical, romanticized, creative things and bring the the practicality to it, the pragmatism. And so. I thought of a way, also, I didn't just come up with this, it's probably been uh, parsed between a million different things that I've read and heard about, right, and just thought about on top of, but the more practical way of looking at karma, and I think this you might believe in at the end, I think everybody that's listening to this may believe a little bit more in this version of karma, Okay. that by the way, when you think of it, because this is how all this came together, this thought in my mind and why I brought it, presented it right now, is because if you think in these type of terms, you find yourself being that more grounded Kendrick Lamar type character, which is why I brought this up. Okay. Right? Like you find yourself sounding like more of a just grounded, even keeled human being. That when they speak to people, they enrich the subject matter. Okay. They're not just speaking and tap dancing and they're just like really funny and can do all the tricks and wow you. But then when they leave, you don't feel enriched by that conversation you just had. You just felt amused right. while they were there because they're charismatic or whatever. But you don't feel like you really got anything from it. Mm-hmm. These are how, This is how I look at karma. I've talked about decision making here because you brought up good and bad people and how, you know, I don't look at people that way. Right. I just think that there there's that there's patterns 
people have patterns that are productive for human beings around them and ones that are uh, detrimental to human beings around them. And it's about practicing those and filing that groove, right? The, the better you, the more you practice mindfully about doing good shit, the better you get at it. And the more you just find yourself easily, more easily and frequently uh, doing those things, right? It's just building good habits, good patterns, so first thing about karma is on just a regular human level within one human mind and body, when you decide to do something, you are practicing that thing. The more and more you do that thing, you're practicing that thing. That thing can either be either be good for you or bad for you, right? Okay. <clears throat> that's your good and bad metric to a degree. Yeah, that's... In a sense, what I'm what I'm saying, I think it just a lot of it has to do with the certain patterns and the directions in which people take within their lives. Mm. Are you out here just doing? Are you living a life in which you're you're just making a ton of bad decisions, mm. doing a bunch of bad things? Is bad just is that is that is it? You know what I'm saying? Are you walking around with just bad circling around your yeah, head? Like you, you just have that? like that thundercloud over your head, yeah, just like raining you know on you. Because I feel like people that live that sort of life or keep those sort of people around them, they have those unattractive, well, not unattractive, um, people that have just those types of personalities in which, you know, they're probably you, unattractive. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying physically. No, but, but the qualities are probably. Yeah. They probably leave me feeling repelled uh -huh. by you, which is the opposite of attraction. Yeah, right? I, like I feel repelled. Yeah. So I just. I don't know. I, I guess what I'm. What I was trying to say is just like, if you're out here just you minding your business, you just you just trying to. You know what I'm saying? What, what Kendrick say? Uh, <laughs> I'm a good man. Shake your hand. Firm grip. Ooh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Very true. Like, if you're one of them type of people, you just, you know, you just out here, you trying to do your thing. I feel like karma, if it's out there, doesn't really come full circle a lot of time for those type of people, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But if you're one of these people out here and you just ain't shit and you don't give a fuck about nothing and you just don't care about nobody, nothing, you're, you're more times than not, you're probably going to attract a lot of bad shit in your life as well yeah you know what i'm saying unless like maybe you're you know you're tony stark and you can you can just be a fucking asshole and just be you know what i'm saying a fucking douchebag all the time and yeah but he was still, sad he was sad he was sad he was sad see so so that's so that's what i'm saying yeah. like just starting on it by the way we duty and i were talking the other day out on the balcony about people always talking shit about where they come from mm -hmm. you know we grew up in manassas we grew up here so we already know that man fuck manassas manassas the hood manassas ghetto manassas i never don't got understood shit. that oh everyone from everywhere else will i know let, will i let know you that know. i yeah. know i just i never understood that i can tell understand this <laughs> I don't feel that way. You don't feel that way. No. So what is the commonality between you and I? And what is the disconnect between you and I and these people saying this? You and I have good friends. Yeah. Right. That don't steal from us. <laughs> they don't. They don't start fights with us. Yeah. We've we've been with nice ladies. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Right. That, that also don't do these things. Mm -hmm. 
we make something of our time, right? We go to nice places. We try to find the nice places. We try to find the things that we're interested in. Mm -hmm. And we go and we do those things. So you're not hanging out in the dingy, nasty places. Like you, you're not doing those things. Right. So that's that's a lot of what it is. The, the, period, 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 period. That's just what it is. So, you know, I talked about this on, on the talk space as well. This this story of this sage sitting underneath the tree and a traveler coming by and being like, oh, man, I'm so glad to see you. Like, whoo, it's been a long it's been a long road, man. I've been traveling for a long time. Like, where, where's the next town? And the sage is being like, oh, it's right there over yonder. Like, you're almost there. Just keep on walking down that way. You'll be there soon. And he just continues his meditation. And the traveler being like, well, what's it like? Tell me about the town. Before I get there, like, what do I have to look forward to? He was, and the sage looks up and he says, what was the last place like? And he says, oh, it's fucking terrible, man. The fucking people there suck. And the food was terrible. And the prices were too much. The, the, the accommodations for sleeping. Like, it was just, I'm never going back to that place. And the sage says, the next place is going to be quite similar to that. Is it kind of a, you know, it is what you make it? It is what you make it. You bring you right. everywhere you go. Right. Right. People always think that the next place or the next person or the next thing is going to be the thing that brings them what they need. And maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe you do need some shift in perspective. But again, it's not necessarily that place, thing or person. It's the shift in perspective. Yeah. And maybe those things may bring that shift in perspective. Yeah. But you need a shift in perspective. Yeah, because if you're like a shitty, crummy person that has a negative attitude and negative thoughts a lot, you're probably going to go into a lot of spaces and just be that person. And it's just going to suck. And, and, and super, you have to understand this, super cool people don't, they want no parts of that. Mm -hmm. No parts. I remember back when I was much like when I was a, a, a broken person, a broken version of myself. Mm -hmm. And these are when you find yourself still going after like the chicks, you know, you shouldn't be going after. Like, you know, that ain't really you. You know, you're about to end up in some bullshit, mm -hmm. but maybe they fine. And you're like, damn, they fine, though. So you're going to go after them, knowing that that ain't right for you, knowing that that's not going to be good for you. Yeah. And it's like that doing a bunch of things, the food you eat and like, this ain't going to be good for me. Like, I'm a, but I'm going to do it anyway. All, right. All these types of things. When you start to piece those things together and you start to find yourself again, you start making better decisions mm -hmm. and you start finding yourself noticing the bullshit. That's something I've gotten incredibly good at is realizing the bullshit moments notice. That shit's out of, it's out, it's mm -hmm. gone. I'm not, it's not my life anymore. Which is why when Anthony Stokes sent us this video of these these guys in this yeah. Twitter space talking shit about, what's this basketball player? Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook talking about them and there's just like a bunch of, this dude Ravion talking about Russell Westbrook and they're just going back and forth and then this dude making a talk space about it and him talking shit and he's just like, fuck this bitch ass nigga, he's a coon and all this extra shit. He sent me this. I got five minutes in and I was like, oh, no. And by the way, when I got two and a half minutes in, I paused it and pushed it away. Then I was like, maybe it changes. So then I pressed play again and listened to another two and a half. And then I stopped it. <laughs> it was two hours and 45 minutes long. That's crazy. Ain't no way I was going to make it through. It. No. I listened to this energy and I, I was like, this is not my life. Right. I pushed it away. And that those words may actually come out of my mouth. 
me in a room by myself. This I'm, is not my life. I was like, this is not my life. Like that's, but people are listening to that. People uh, tune into that. I'm like, I, wanna, I don't got time. You know how awesome my life is? I want to know I the person that listened to that thing in its entirety. I want to I wanna know who that is. Nigga, there are people. I, th- I think he listened to it. I think he listened to the whole thing. You think he listened to the whole thing? Maybe. Man. Man. Bro, people li- bro, I, Shit. But people like what are called these slander spaces or these low spaces on Twitter okay. where people just talk shit. Yeah. That First of all, that's a lot of Twitter. It's I people mean, talking shit. I don't mind a little shit talking, but I ain't listening to, to three hours worth of it. Bro, I can't listen to any of it. I can't listen to people speak if you're gonna if you're going to decry something or you're gonna try to just speak critically about something i need to hear the critical analysis of it i don't like people talking shit Mm -hmm. like i don't like people calling people names Mm -hmm. and you a coon you a bitch ass nigga you were you were this you were that your mama i don't (laughs) got time for that Uh my life Consist of meditation in yoga, in extreme exercise, in sauna, in cold showers, in having awesome conversations with friends and acquaintances and new people, in working at my job, in making smoothies and juices and going on hikes. And I'm doing and reading awesome books and listening to awesome podcasts. And I'm doing nothing but ill shit. All the time. Right. You can call me at any point in time of the day and I am enjoying myself. Even if it's something strenuous, I'm doing that on purpose because I enjoy doing strenuous things because the harder the things that I do, the easier everything else is. Mm -hmm. So the things that be hard for people, I'm like, yeah, give me that. Give me that. Mm-hmm. I'll, t- I'll take that on. You don't know what I did yesterday, but it was it was like this. I did like this thirteen mile hike. It got like thirty five hundred feet elevation. Yeah, go ahead. What are you talking about? You need me to you need me to do this email. <laughs> you need me to you need me to do what? Definitely puts things in perspective. It, it does. It does exactly. So it's not it's not a big deal. You tripping about an email? Yeah. So the the point is, I couldn't do I. It's just it goes against every fiber. Like I can't <laughs> give that my time. Right. It's not how I condition myself anymore. But when you start living like this pragmatic version of karma exists, Mm -hmm. which is I do something, I'm practicing it. That means that now I am reinforcing good within myself Mm -hmm. first and foremost, before anything else happens. It feels good to me to do it. My body feels good. My mind feels good. Maybe it's, it's, there's an influx of creative juices, whatever is taking place. It feels good. And I know it's good to do this thing. So I'm going to keep doing it. Then you dig that groove so deep. You're doing it. It's, it's second nature. It's nature now to you. You just do that thing. And then because you do that thing, you notice that the people around you, your friends and your family, their life when they're around you starts to get a little bit better. They start feeling better when they're around you, right? Maybe some of them will tell you. Maybe sometimes you can just read it on them. Maybe sometimes it's because they're calling you or texting you more. It's like, hmm, they want to be around, right? There's something that about you that is enriching their life. Right. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. Probably nothing cooler than that on the planet, 
right, is to be able to have positive influence in other human beings life simply from being who you are. Right. Now, simply from being who you are, because you have cultivated that, you ain't just come out like that. Right. You had to make sure that that was a thing. But then that person you cultivated now has this natural effect. You have a green thumb and you touch things in people and they grow. Right. Nothing you try to do. You just there being you existing. And this is what happens. And so people want to be around you. Good people want to be around you. People doing the same things want to be around you. The things that these people are doing, there are opportunities in the things that those people are doing because they're doing the same thing you're doing. You're trying to become a better person. They're trying to become a better person. Maybe they're doing it in different ways. Maybe you can learn from them. Now you can learn from them because you have, that, you have the access to them because they see something in you mm-hmm. that resonates with them, right? So now, not only are you in rhythm with yourself, your inner self. Right. And there's an inner you and an outer you doing a dance together like, yeah, we're getting this shit together. But then this rhythm starts to pick up with everyone around you. And then you're starting to get what seems like karma, where it's it's a very practical version, which means just people in people and opportunities are going to start to open themselves up to you and align with what it is you are opening yourself to, which is goodness and growth, mm-hmm. right? So that's a very pragmatic way of looking at karma. It doesn't have to be something mystical. The more you start to drop out of those things that you're doing, those great practices, more of what people would call that quote unquote bad karma would be coming your way because you're not doing good by your health, mental, emotional, physical at all. And then so all the opposite things happen. Those other people start to come around that see misery inside you. That's something that resonates with them. So then they start hanging around and you see that misery that resonates with you. So you start hanging around them. Now you're hanging around people that aren't so good to be around you. Right. And then those type of opportunities start to come into your life, which aren't good opportunities. Right. But they're opportunities. Right. So then they start to come around. So then you're locked in this bad karmic sort of fucking groove yeah right and so that's kind of the way that i look at it It, it's karma doesn't have to be a very magical or you know like cosmic type of thing maybe it is i don't fucking know but on a pragmatic scale that is a way of looking at it you kind of set up you set yourself up for the type of karma that you're going to receive yes yeah i agree i agree with that like, but people don't know the power that they yield. Yeah. That they wield is mm-hmm. what I should say. They don't, they don't, they don't know. So they, they don't know the power they wield. So they yield. Yeah. That's, that's what happens. You got to ask yourself some questions. Like if you believe in karma, well, why did, you know, why did it happen to you? Oh, cause you did that thing. Well, why'd you do that? I, I have, I have something about. That's that's kind of weird. All right. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something loose and light about my job. Don't get excited and start talking about my manager's names or the the, the, the address that I work at or any of that. All right, because I know you get excited. OK, this this is this is speaking towards being that grounded human being. OK. And also twofer, also me being Having my mind obliterated with this presentation that the way that I'm looking at shit 
is not the way other people are looking at things, right? Nigga. And I have to self-audit because I do. I'm very, very like I, I scrutinize, scrutinize myself very, very hard, mm-hmm. very hard. So I have to. I had to have the conversation to make sure I wasn't the person that I was sort of looking at. Kind of weird. I treat people with respect. It does not matter what you look like or what position you're in. I, when I look at humans, and I and I know this thing, maybe to you this is going to seem um, maybe kind of like redundant, but I have to say it to set this up. When I look at other human beings, I just see a person with like nose and a mouth and eyes, and they speak, and I listen, and I just have. A human interaction. I know that this seems weird that I'm even saying this, but trust me, I I have to set this up because clearly this is not the case. A lot of this, I I don't know exactly how I got to this point. I, I know that there are a lot of things that aided in this, but I just respect people and I speak to them with respect. Again, it don't matter what your position is. It doesn't. It doesn't the, matter. You treat the janitor like the CEO. Yes, I, I, I true. I really do. I actually, yeah, yeah. If you want to talk about me and the CEO, I know mm-hmm. in the janitor. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I actually do. So there's a one liner for you guys. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Stupid me, right? Because I can't do both at the same time. So when. Usually this happens when it, the mirror is turned on me, when someone makes a statement about me. Someone may say to me that they feel like I'm attractive or something. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, because I, I don't walk through thinking about what I look like to y'all. I'm just observing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm just I'm just observing. And then so when someone focuses the lens back on me, I like have to think, oh, like, oh shit, like I'm a person too. Like they're okay. Now they're commenting on this thing that's behind these eyes that's back here. Mm-hmm. So when someone says something like, oh, you're attractive or whatever, usually I get like really weird. I get kind of shy. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, <laughs> okay. That's, that's very nice. Like usually again, I try to do something, but you like, you know, you try to find a way to compliment them. Right. I, me taking on a bunch of what people think about me in that way, in a flattering way. It can be weird. Sometimes I just try to tune into the actual data. Right. And I forget about being flattered or being hurt or, or offended by something someone has to say. And I'm just taking in the data. Like, mm-hmm. okay, they think I'm attractive for X, Y, and Z. Like, oh, okay, maybe that makes sense. I could see that. Like, human beings usually, that's how they think about things like that. Like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Okay. And I'm just going through it like that way. Mm-hmm. As you know, I got a new position. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, He's being very humble. It's called a promotion. Yes. Yes. I I, I took a promotion. I now wear new clothes. (laughs) I wear a different set of clothes. Yep. I purchased them. 
me, I'm kind of wacky with it. Like, I knew kind of what I was going for. I like a lot of different colors. I like different accents. I know different things pop. So, I'm like, before I put this all black thing together with, like, a crystal blue tie or, like, you know, like, different things like that. So, I had, like, kind of fun with the way that I would put these things together. And I, day one, I've been there for years. I don't think I've talked to you about this. Have I? Do you know about what, how about people, anything that I'm talking about right now? Yeah, okay, so yeah. I haven't had this conversation with no, you. No, I mean, you told me about how you know people are treating yeah. me. Okay, I did talk yeah, to you about yeah, this. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> people, there are people that are treating me. I thought that I was a different nigga. <laughs> I got up and I put the clothes on and I thought, okay, this looks presentable. And I left the house mm-hmm. and I got in the car that I have. By the way, shout out to me because it's paid off. <laughs> paid off, baby. Yeah, they sending me that title. I should probably go check my mail. <laughs> I go to work. And again, I'm just behind these eyes. I'm not thinking about super about like, what are they going to think? That's not the terms that I think. And mm-hmm. I, I, I made my decision. This is what I got on. So now I'm just here. Yep. And people are talking to me like I'm not me. Mm-hmm. Some people are cool. And it's just like, oh, this is still Earl. And they're talking to me like they did yesterday. Other people are like trying to figure out like how to talk to me. Like I was cool with them. But now like, am I still supposed to say this? Can I still joke around with them? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, is he going is he gonna write me up? Like if I say to if I like cuss or if I say the wrong thing, like if I uh, make like a like sort of a dark joke that I used to make around him, like uh, am I not? Is he gonna be like, hey man, come on, not around me anymore? Like what is he gonna say? So some people are trying to gauge whack as shit, but some people <laughs> are trying to gauge what it is because again, I'm only on the inside looking out. My my appearance changed, so I don't know what their whole idea of me has been mm-hmm. in what it is now i don't know but i do know that there is a shift i had some people that's been there longer than i've been there meaning that they've known me the whole time i've been there and they started talking to me with some respect ah. they started talk. this would be just like oh hey whatever like wave at me keep walking you know they keep it civil oh hey you know keep walking now it's hugs. They pulling me into the office. They want to have like a full, like a whole 10, 15 minute discussion. They giving me information about stuff I didn't ask about that's going on with other people mm-hmm. higher up. Like they're just a whole bunch of information people giving me because, you know, I pay attention. People giving me the body language changes or full attention. Shoulders and hips squared with mine. Look at me in the eye. They laugh. They smiling. Throwing hair. Do all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. All sorts of compliments. Just people just different. And I I was taken aback because I thought, oh, fuck. I'm still me. Like, I know that. But they don't know that. Mm-hmm. They must think I'm someone else now. Like I'm someone that, <laughs> or that they has think now that you're supposed to be or that I'm supposed to be someone else. Yeah. They don't know that there are people that 
can wear nice clothes and have a promotion and just be them and still garner that respect that's needed to do what it is they supposed to be doing in that position. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. I ain't, you know what I mean? I'm not disregarding that because work has to be done. Right. So you go and respect me on that end too. Like we got to get this done. But my whole thing is if you've been that solid person the whole time, then that respect goes both of those, that respect covers all of that ground. If you respected me yesterday, the way that you respected me, then because I put this on today, you're not just going to think it's cool now and we kicking it and it's a party because Earl's that dude. No, you respected me with the respect, with the type of respect that I garnered before. And that respect means no matter what it is we in here doing, there's honesty. We looking at each other's eyes, handshake, firm grip. Ooh, <laughs> like we're like, that's the, like, that's what we're doing here. We're here to get stuff done. You're not going to do something that puts me in a plate, like a detrimental place. You're not going to put me in a place of disadvantage. I'm mm-hmm. not going to put you in a place of disadvantage. Mm-hmm. That was respect garnered a long time ago. Right. So I'm that same dude. So it's. It, I thought that it was just fascinating making these observations a way that the way that people look at you. And then I started thinking, damn, what would life be like if I was Earl to a T with white skin? Oh, <laughs> What did you come up with? I don't fucking know. I didn't come up with anything. I just, I just, just, I, because I don't know. I I don't think about those things because I think about my character. Mm -hmm. I think about being the best character that I can be. Right. And you just going to take me. These are the cards I got. I'm black. So the world sees me as a black man. Right. So when I go out in the world, I'm well aware that that's the case. But I, but just like everything else, I don't think about it. Like I'm not thinking mm-hmm. about you necessarily looking at a black man and what you might think a black man is and how I gotta spar with this person that looks at a black man this way. I don't think about it like that. I just think I'm here, you here, we having a conversation. If you let me know that me being black really means something here, then I'm conscious of it. I'm a bit more aware of it. Then I'm like, okay, well, what does this mean? Like, what is uh-huh. like what? What I's do I need to dot and what T's do I need to cross here? Being in a conversation with you, where me being black, like, has some real weight because because right. to me it didn't before, but now maybe it ought to because you're bringing it to my attention. Mm-hmm. Right? Same thing as being attractive or being this or being that. But again, these are things I don't think about. Being grounded, though. You've seen people that know that they're attractive and it's like their thing. Yeah. Like they know people, people tell them all the time. And because people have told them so much, it's at the forefront of their mind. Mm -hmm. So when they walk, when they move, when they take glances, when they do, it's about being a good looking person. Yeah. That type of shit can consume you. It is can consume you mm-hmm. it, can, it can be your whole world like that's what that's where you come from yeah, like a bad hair day just isn't just a bad hair day for some people no you know what i'm saying it just it can that is destructive to your entire identity won't leave the house without makeup on like at all ever you know what i'm saying can't be seen that way oh i've I definitely a, known people i have like a persona that. to keep up yeah, like that shit is sickening. Yeah, I once asked somebody why they didn't, because you know I'm heavily into like facials, like skin facials, and and I asked a woman one time if she ever got one. She said no, and I asked her why not, 
you know you can get them at this place for free with what it is you do here. And she was like, no one will ever see me without a full face of makeup on. Damn. She said, absolutely not. Sheesh. I was like, okay. That's the answer. That's the answer to my question. That's that, why you haven't got one. Okay. Well, I'll see you later. That's crazy. Right? So, yeah, you're, it's, it's, it can be very deep. She said, no one will ever see me without a full face. Ever. It'll never happen. She said those words. What is, what is she saying about herself? I don't know. Because she's a very attractive person. And... <laughs> And she didn't need much makeup to get there either. <laughs> so I don't know what was going on. Wow. But, you know, it's it's but it's the way that she looks at herself. Mm-hmm. The, the way that we look at ourselves and the way people perceive us are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. Two completely different things, which is why people get so completely enchanted by people that they think are gorgeous and then they also find out that that person is a very sweet, kind human being. Mm-hmm. They're like, whoa, like they make you. <laughs> I didn't even I thought that everyone was like stuck up in their assholes or, you know, you give them a compliment. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I know. Like because <laughs> because that's what you, you, you come across that enough where you feel like that's just that just must be the case. If this person is undoubtedly, undeniably a beautiful person, they must, to some degree, be a stuck-up asshole. To some degree. Now, I feel like everything that you just said is more so from the perspective of a woman. But what do you think about this same thing for a man? I think, I think women feel that way about men. I think, and, and if you no, want to well, go... Let's, let's say, no, let's say, let's just talk about the man, though. Like, does he walk around with, you know, his head held high? Yes. Just that he's very attractive. Yes. And, 1,000%. Yeah. Okay. Chest out. The, yeah, there's peacocking on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. have your chest out, your chin up. Yeah, guys do it. There might be a little swag to their walk or something like that. They just And they, these are things that women call guys fuckboys, douchebags, blah, blah, blah. But, like, they have a certain swag about them when they feel like women are generally attracted to them Mm -hmm. and women have the same exact thing um so yeah it's on both sides of the aisle really it really doesn't matter this is what some people may refer to as like light-skinned nigga syndrome (laughs) i just made that up but for anyone who understands they they understand yeah yeah yeah. uh so yeah so so it, it it gets really weird so that sort of constantly thinking and is i guess it's some form of narcissism right narcissus mm-hmm. looking into the pond looking into the lake whatever it was and looking at his reflection and being in love with it so much that he fell in and drowned right mm-hmm. that's exactly what that is being a narcissist to the degree the degree in which these characteristics whatever these ideologies whatever it is you're falling into You fall into it. You become that thing. You become consumed by it. You drown by it. It will be the thing that kills you, Mm -hmm. right? Or at least kills any chance of you becoming the highest version of yourself. At least we can say that. And that that is why I bring that into or compartmentalize that inside this karma talk. In this Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, trying to be a grounded human being talk because that it matters right and it just it matters when you when you know that people are down to earth and when their head is in the clouds and they're just worried about just 
constant materialism and celebrityism and all that sort of stuff. And again, you you get away from those the more you're not like that. Right. And and that's completely fine. There's space for all these people and all the people in between to live. That's completely fine. I thought it was so crazy seeing these people talk to me <laughs> in all these different ways. And, and again, it's just like day three or four for me. So it's it's going to be so compelling to continue to see how this how this goes but my goodness it's, yeah, it's so you just crazy. You just walked through that door so it's, it's a long long road ahead on that it's it's so crazy to think about man it's so wild people just have these ideas about <sighs> human beings and this natural sense of a caste system or a hierarchy mm-hmm. anywhere you go and who is who do you deem worthy to speak to who do you deem worthy to shake hands with, look in the eyes, give your full attention? Like who who is worthy of that and who is not, and why not? And why are they? Mm-hmm. It's a very it's very fascinating thing to think about. I mean, I'm not surprised that something as simple as an outfit change changes how people feel or think about another person. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, th- that's that's the thing. When I brought up where I used to bring up that show Brain Games that I used to watch all the time, mm-hmm. that was another one of those things that they used to do, one of the games. One of them was, uh, what, what would they do? Oh, they would just have like a newscaster, which is really just someone that worked on their network, and he would put on a suit, and he would have a microphone in his hand and a, and a camera guy behind him, and he'd walk up and just start asking people political questions or this and that and saying he's from channel whatever. Of co- why? Of course, you're going to believe him. Why wouldn't you believe him? Right. So at that point, anybody that can get a hold of a suit, a tie, and a microphone, mm-hmm. and someone behind him with a, a camera, it, it could probably be a phone camera at, at this day and age because we know that people do all different sorts of stuff right. with cameras, iPhone right. cameras. You could you could easily trick people into thinking that you are. Fucking yeah. newscaster, right? Get that off. Which is which is why on these like dentist commercials or any pharmaceutical commercials, you have doctors in doctors' outfits. And you're like, why the fuck are they wearing that? <laughs> like, why do they have a stethoscope around their neck in this? Because they know human beings just look, and they're like, oh, that's a doctor. Mm-hmm. He's got on a, a fucking coat in a stethoscope, and he's got glasses. Yeah, why on. else would he be wearing that? Like he's definitely a doctor. Like they're not so, trying to trick me. So not, I so I definitely believe everything he says. They're not trying to just trick me into buying this this medicine. No. Of course not. Clearly, that doctor on the TV approves it. So, marketing, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I've said this before, man. The stories we tell, it's so it's so easy to trick people into thinking something that is not the case. Yeah. People just very they yeah, you just throw some stuff, you just throw some stuff on. There's a, there's like this guru that I that I follow and his name is Sadguru. But he's just like an Indian guru, like a like a North Indian guru, head wrap, long beard, you know, big ethnic dress of some sort, right? Toga, I don't know what the fuck it is, right? But he's got something on. (laughs) Sandals he walks around in. Very enlightened guy. Mm -hmm. But I was just, I was thinking, I was like, this shit wouldn't work for him if he decided to just dress differently, huh? Like if he decided to just like put a t-shirt on, some fucking jeans, some J's. Probably not as much. Some Ray-Bans. Like, it wouldn't go over the same way. Nope. 
Not at all. Not at all. People wouldn't buy it. He could be the same dude with the same wisdom, the same enlightenment, but people wouldn't buy it. Nope. How fucked up is that? Like you gotta. It's it's. That's, but, that's, but but that's what's weird about humans is you have to you, when people dress a certain way, it makes them a different person. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really, though. Not really. Not at all. Unless that person buys into what it is they're wearing. Right. Now, you put the suit on. Now, you own the suit. The suit is you. Mm-hmm. You put them cufflinks in, right? You straighten that up. You, you, you're finding different ways to tie a tie. How many different ways you know how to tie a tie? Just one way. Just one way. You find some different ways to tie a tie. You get it just right. You start buying new ties. Maybe you get some handkerchiefs now. You get a ring on your finger, <laughs> right? You're real clean. Everything fits real nicely. Nice shoes. You got some nice, colorful, fun socks. And you know your, your pants are just like an inch or two right above the shoes. So the socks matter now, uh, uh-huh. right? You start doing all these sorts of things. Now you're owning it. <laughs> so then maybe... Because you know what it is you're giving off to other people and how other people look at it now, it then again reinforces the suit mm-hmm. and the man within the suit. Mm-hmm. So now maybe it changes you a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Depending upon the outfit or the costume you put on, it changes you. Johnny Depp said this about all the crazy characters that he plays. He likes playing characters with crazy ass costumes because he can fall into that role so easily. Mad Hatter put this crazy ass orange hair on and this big ass top hat and yep. all this makeup easily. What else he playing? It was something like, it was something like the Adams Family, but it wasn't the Adams Family. Pirates of Caribbean. Yeah, Pirates of Caribbean is definitely a good one. Edward, Edward Scissorhands, like all the crazy stuff that he's done. You can find yourself falling into it, so it is. So it is weird. Right, because I mean, it's shit. Dress up for Halloween, and you you just kind of take on that persona for that night. Now maybe I'm now I'm rethinking this because now I wonder if there are people that are putting on suits and they're not really owning the suits, they're not wearing the suits well, and people don't really give them that that respect. I wonder if that's that must I mean, be a thing too. Yeah, if they carry themselves, well, you're like just like shit. yeah, you're just kind of like and like I'm you, wearing like, you got because I have to. Yeah, like you got a suit on, but like. Mm. <laughs> uh, that might that might okay that might, i'm sure there's i'm sure it's out there yeah that, it's out yeah, there that's very true yeah it's Every, definitely everything's so nuanced so detailed so intricate <laughs> yeah that's definitely a thing because i actually know something now i'm thinking more about it mm. definitely know some people you got somebody in mind yeah a thousand percent yeah. nice suits nice, nice suits. suits no respect mm. from not just for me but people don't see them in that position. They're just like, ah. Oh, so there are some people you don't give respect to. No, 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 no. I give them respect. I, that doesn't, as a human being. Okay, okay, you know what okay. I'm saying? It's, it starts just as a right, human right, being. Right, right, right. It doesn't mean that I have to believe that you are cut out for what it is you're doing. Right, right. Yeah, those are two completely different things. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, so those are just, just, just some ideas that I've just been having that just definitely, uh, definitely just shot out when you're talking about this Kendrick thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I'm no. certain that there's just some more deep down somewhere, but off the top of my head, that's what I have to say about that stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. that's gotta be a wild experience just going from the former Earl to the to the new promotion Earl from one day to the next and, and people just acting like you weren't here. 
yeah, that entire time. Yeah, it's 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 a weird thing because mm-hmm. you don't. How many times do you come across that in life? Not very often. Y- yeah, you don't. That's what I'm saying. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't. That wouldn't really happen to most people. Like you would have to go through something very similar to that. Meaning, not you go to another place and they treat you differently. Yeah, because that's a whole different place. Your relationship with them is going to be completely different. I'm talking about staying in the same place and changing outfits, mm-hmm. and then seeing that. That's a very particular type of thing. A very peculiar thing. For sure. It must be. You know, similar to people getting money in life or just yeah. or getting some sort of notoriety yeah. and then people around them changing. And it's like, yeah. bro, what is what is yeah. why are you acting like this towards me? It's probably what Drake was talking about. Bro, that's I can only imagine that's what I'm saying. He's a human. I could only imagine what it is for your life to change in front of you and then people start changing and but what you can't do anything. You can't tell them, no, stop. I'm me, bro. You don't have to do what it is you're doing because the more I'm understanding about what I see in myself, the more I'm understanding I have no fucking idea mm-hmm. how other people look at me. I have no idea. I, I get like glimpses. I get like for for like a general sense I know that people feel pretty comfortable around me. They, they usually like having conversation with me. I think that that's something we can say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just fine. <laughs> you know, it, it, get, it gets rough outside of that. Mm. Solid person, maybe, but what is what does that mean when then certain people start to change up when you have a different outfit on? Right, like so, what does solid mean to them? Right, like it, yeah. it it gets very like the waters get very muddled. Like I I don't know what how people view me. I, I truly I truly don't. I don't know what they say behind my back. Kudos I, to the people that stayed the same. Craziness. Yeah, like that's a that's a very particular type of person that can see growth in someone. In Every way, shape, and form, fashion, you could see a person growing. Mm-hmm. You can see that in someone and just, yeah, but they they still human and they still them. Like, I'm just, but that's what brings me all the way back to Kendrick is there has to be something that is so rooted, so true, so grounded that transcends all of this extra bullshit, mm-hmm. all this ornamental, decorative stuff that we put on. Right. There's some there's something beneath all that, and there's just certain human beings that live there. And so no matter what ornaments or decorations you throw, whatever accoutrement you bring along, <sighs> it, it doesn't it's like, yeah, but you yeah, but you're still a human, right? Yeah. All right, so we still at the end of the day, we still having a human conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I know at the end of the day that that you cry. You get angry, you get happy, you feel hopeful, you feel hopeless. I, I know you feel lost sometimes. Sometimes you feel complete ecstasy and clarity. Then that moment fades and then you're back to where you were. But that gives you some hope and some hopelessness at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, know, I know that you got a story. I know that you feel misunderstood by certain people in your life. I know all these things. Right. I know all of them because... I have felt them all, mm-hmm. you know, and at the very basic 
human level, I know what humans go through. So I know how to tap into other human beings and how to talk to other human beings. Yep. And there's certain things that I can talk about that no human being alive can escape. No human. Right. Right. So, so we all share some shit, huh? We, we every single one of us, yep. every single one of us. So nah, like, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not blinded by the ornaments. I'm not blinded by the shiny objects, mm -hmm. but I forget again that a lot of people are. And so it, it just struck me. I was like, oh, fuck. Y'all really be getting caught up in a nigga with a, with a suit jacket and a tie on. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, it looks nice, but all right. After after the acknowledgement that it looks nice, we on to <laughs> what a human level again. Right. It's very, it's very, it's very just, I've been engrossed. I've been engrossed by this, as you can tell. Yeah. 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 Can't wait to see how it plays out. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's going to continue to play out. That's yeah. for certain. Man, I've been talking for a long time. What do we have? Do we have anything uh, in particular that we need to get to? We at, we, um, we at that we at that hour thirty mark. This this nah. seems to be roughly our sweet spot. Yeah, when we come here. No, now. hour thirty is definitely the sweet spot. Yeah, <laughs> we got anything? Anything uh, that you feel about? Not quite. Not the, quite. The, the 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 pod or anything that we got going on here? New? Not this time. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. What is the state of the pod? What is the state of the pod these days? It's progressive. It's progressive. It's moving along. It keeps going. It hasn't stopped. No, it hasn't. That's for sure. We're gonna continue to have awesome people on here. I got Hell some yeah. I got some I got some people in mind. Some people that will be popping up. Some people that are some people uh, we gotta bring back. Some people we have to bring back. Might have to some do that. people that I have to bring back and apologize to for the way that I had them on here. Damn. Yeah, mostly because uh, I'm thinking of someone in particular, but really just a lot of people. Uh, I want to have Mikhail back on for sure. Mm -hmm. I want to have... solo? I wanna have, or? Yeah, I don't know if she'll do it with me, though. But, <laughs> but I definitely want to have a, a few people on. The thing is, there was a point in the podcast where I didn't want... I was, I was way too into how it's sounding and dead spaces, mm -hmm. no sound, no speaking. Mm -hmm. Someone has to think about something, right? Right. I have been known mostly in the past for getting very <clears throat> impatient for people having to think. Oh. Yeah, that's been that that has been an issue for me in the past. Okay. Because so, a lot of the time there is processing going on in my mind that happens pretty rapidly. So when I'm asking people questions or there's conversation going on and someone's like, oh, it's kind of like, hmm, like. Oh, shit. You must fucking, you must have fucking hated me. I kind of got to, uh, it's, it's not like, it's uh, like, I know what it is in my mind. I just don't know how to. Um, let's see. That, for me before. I start doing things like you mean it sort of makes you feel like this or like you oh. mean like okay let me let me let me throw some more questions at you like let me try uh -huh. to get you I'm trying to fill space I don't want listeners just like all right like, like I don't want them to just go yeah. through dead spaces but this is a conversation yeah and I've had to again relinquish a lot I've had to yield a lot of power right. and that has been a practice for me throughout months to relinquish and let go and some people would say, let God, right? Yeah. 
which is <laughs> we're having we're having a conversation. People got to think about things that they want to say. Yeah, they have to formulate their words. They got to get it together. They're they're here, and then I'm also forgetting that there's a microphone in front of them, and in front of them, there's a there's a laptop here. There's essential oils popping into the air. There's lights. lights. There's a camera. Right. So they could be a little bit more anxious. Mm-hmm. Than I am. Especially if they've never been here. Right, exactly. They might be in a completely new space. I don't know what it is, but these are the things that I've been a lot more privy to and a lot more susceptible to being compassionate about. And so I just have conversations now. I just let people, like, whatever we, what we talking about. Yeah. Take as much time as you need to think about something, whatever it is. If we, if, if we just go, if we're going to get high and just laugh a bunch mm-hmm. and talk about, bullshit or whatever then that's what we're gonna do if we're gonna if if i'm just in a deep space that day for some reason and i get on here and just start talking about karma off the rip then that's what it is whatever it is then that's that's what it is we're doing but that's conversation for me regardless like whatever it is whatever the vibe is then that's that's what we're doing that day i used to do that to myself i would get on here and not really have my thoughts completely together but just just for the for the to create the lack of dead space, I just try to say something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. I used to do that a lot. Yeah, I think we spoke. We used to speak about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like I've somewhat grown out of it. I feel like I could still do it here and there, but mm. it's not nearly as bad as it used to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just keep doing something, man. You get better at it. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, it fucking sucks to just keep doing something <laughs> and not get better at it. <laughs> no, whoa, West thing's not for you. That's demoralizing. Um, at some point, maybe we should. Talk about Roe versus Wade? Should we? Yeah. Should we not? I mean, we could. We kind of talked about yeah, it before. I was gonna say, I feel like we brought it up. Which is really just women. We definitely agree that. Yeah. And by the way, I had someone call me and be like, "Yo, how does how does this person feel about it?" So I had a male friend call me and ask me about how a female friend of mine felt about it. And I thought, I was like, first first of all, before you just ask with this sort of blanket ethic or set of ethics that you're throwing on this female human, understand that it's not just a man versus woman thing going mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're thinking about it in those terms, you're already off to a wrong start. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of women that do not want abortion to be a thing. Right. I used to be, a, I used to drive past that abortion clinic out there on Sudley, and you would see all sorts of people in front of there. They'd have their children out there with them with signs talking about leave, turn your car around, please do not kill this baby. Right. <laughs> like it was a, it was a thing. So, yeah. The, the, so the pot is very, very mixed. Yeah. Okay. As it is on everything. Yeah. Just so people know, whatever it is, whoever you think is not a part of something that you don't agree with, they there too. Whoever you think is not a part of it, they there. If you don't think that there are black people that don't like the BLM movement, you wrong. Right. They there too. Everybody is everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, man. Listen, I think that they should have this right. I really think that they should be able to do what they want to do. I, <laughs> I really do. Um, I understand why shit gets weird when you're talking about the timing, mm-hmm. because it is one of the deepest questions of morality. Mm-hmm. What is life? What is death? Mm-hmm. Right. 
what is murder, right? What is homicide? So you probably don't feel the same way if the baby is eight months old. Like you, like outside of the womb. No, I'm talking about the baby is almost fully cooked and prepared. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. You and and yeah. and they're like, I want to have it. I want to have the abortion right now. That yeah. You that's... might be like, um, that's like a whole. Like if you give it two more weeks, the baby's gonna have a name, right? And we gonna put a little identification number around its wrist right. or whatever we do in there. Like, right? You know. You're almost like the there. baby already got toys, right? A bed made for like right. it, it seems a bit more real <laughs> that way. So then the whole question is because I don't think that there are a lot of people that just like no, it doesn't matter when the baby like it. There, there is give and take here. Like it, there There's is parameters. room. There are parameters, and yeah. everyone's parameters are a little different. So that's why it's a weird conversation to have. It's like when are we saying it's okay? Now I think what the issue is here. Is that these laws have made it in some places illegal and then in some other places so difficult where it's like if you don't find out in the first month, like in the first three weeks or Mm -hmm. something, you're not getting it. When most women don't find out in the first three weeks to a month. So that's where a lot of that confusion comes. I don't have the answers. It ain't the ALW pods place to come start (laughs) stamping answers down. I don't have them. I know it's really, really weird. I don't think that it should have gone the way that it just went. I don't think that. Right. It's a weird thing. I think also I was asking some people like what, like why do people want to stop this so badly? Because we talked about it being religious yeah. foundation here. I don't really think that that's what it is. I think that's what it is for some people. But I don't think that's what it is for a lot of people. Like, they're thinking about what Jesus Christ wants. I don't think that that's what it is, right? Most people don't even think in those terms. Most A lot of people are secular these days, right? Yeah. So, I wonder if there's a pocket of people. There has to be, because I can imagine it. A pocket of people that would want people to think holistically about having children Mm -hmm. the way that i've thought about having children and how how powerful bringing a a life into this world is because to me that's a very powerful thing it means a lot i Mm -hmm. don't take it lightly Mm -hmm. and when i go through all the reasons as to why to do it i only find selfish reasons selfish does not mean bad it means selfish okay and that's that's all I'm saying there. I I I think that maybe some people think, well, maybe certain people will stop having them or st- or think more about the baby making process, mm-hmm. right? I think that if there's a pocket of people out there that would want people to think more about having sex and having unprotected sex and going all this sort of stuff. I think that this is the wrong way to go about it because I think that human beings are human beings and they're going to get to fucking regardless (laughs) and we're going to have so many babies. Well, I mean, that's that's almost a proven fact at this point, because our generation, we're not popping out babies like the baby boomers were. 
Like it's it's not happening. Mm, and I think I have heard of this. I yes. think that's a big reason. You know, I mean, I ain't gonna say a big reason, but I think that has some influence. Like they trying <laughs> they trying to keep the population up. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to add to the population. They they want more children being born for whatever reason. Yeah, I was about to ask, like, what sense does that make? For what? <laughs> like, we don't got enough people. Listen, this is really where my mind goes. And I'm, this may sound extremely insensitive. Okay. Do you know how many... Okay, let me start off with something sensitive. And then I'll go into it. Do you know how many underprivileged new lives are going to come into the world a lot i feel like because i don't know statistics i haven't done any studies but i feel like more underprivileged and uh lesser cognitive functioning humans have babies on a much more rapid frequent basis than people that think hard about having children mm-hmm. and about the things that they want to do in life. I just, I, that it's gotta be a fact. It's yeah. just gotta be. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I see what you're saying. I get what you're you saying. see what I'm, you see what I'm saying? What you're saying? Like if you don't really saying. give a fuck, you don't really think higher about things and people in life. You're willing to just fuck and ejaculate and and the woman's willing to just uh she's with some dude that ain't shit and mm-hmm. she know he ain't shit but she doesn't she doesn't have this higher sense of cognitive functioning like she's gonna do it she's gonna go through the process she's gonna have the baby look whatever the case is but i feel like it's much more of them what i'm saying is i feel like they're gonna be much more underprivileged meaning less resources less brain intelligence there's going to be a lot more of that in children coming up I can tell you one thing. I can tell you this right now. That, if you have lack of resources and nutrition and all these different things like that, just, that, that what, I mean, what are we talking about? I can tell you right now, the government don't give a shit about none of that. But in the, in, in they, it, they it, it, but, but how it's, it's like we live in a world where people don't know that we're all here together. Yeah. I, I can't. You're right. If, if, <laughs> If I'm just letting some shit go and it's going to have ramifications of the hellish kind, is that going to make my life easier or like maybe immediately because I'm at the person at the top signing some papers. So then now my the people that like my benefactors they're they are going to continue to back me yeah right or whatever the case is i'm gonna maybe get reelected next you know next election because the people that elect me they like that i did this thing whatever the case whatever it is you're doing it for overall corruption is nasty it is it's very like bro we all have to do this together you why you know what stupid earl stupid ass earl what am i talking about right now what am I talking about? We got to do it together. We got to care for one another. We have to look around and make sure that we're helping each other up. We got to like the- if if you saying I don't give a fuck about them and what they have to go through. You do when they start coming around with guns and beating you over the top of the head to take what you got. Mm-hmm. You care then. Mm-hmm. And they're only doing that. Why? It's not because they just there's just something in their mind that tells them to beat the shit out of people and rob them. Like that's right. not it. It they it's because they're growing up in the jungle. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what that's what's happening now. Maybe what it is you're saying is these elites are like, yeah, but y'all doing that shit in Chicago. I don't live there. Right. So that shit going to stay right over there and y'all just going to destroy each other. And I'm going to just go stand over here. Yeah. They don't care about that shit. They care about, look, we're going to produce more humans. We gonna they gonna grow up and they gonna keep spending this money. They gonna keep this economy going. They gonna keep this capitalism going. And we gonna continue to be the most powerful nation in the world. You know what I'm concerned about? Military. Yeah, we gonna have more. I, you know what I'm concerned about? Oh, oh yeah, wow. yeah. They need some. They need some more babies to grow up and join this military. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to know one thing? I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about all the women out there that are with shitty ass niggas. That don't want them to have babies to the point where they might kill them, get them out of the way because they can't go get that abortion no more. Where the dude kills, uh, Hell like, yeah. oh, yeah. You you think you think a nigga ain't never killed a woman that was pregnant by him because he she he didn't want that woman to have that baby, and she wanted to keep it. It's happened. You, men will go to those lengths. I'm thinking about the women that might just kill themselves. You know, maybe they get, yeah, they got yeah. they got raped or something, and they got pregnant. They can't stand to have the kids, so they they just take themselves out because they don't want they don't want to go through it. You know what I'm saying? There's there's going to be a lot of stories and 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 experiences that that are part of the ramifications of this shit, right? And it's not exciting to think about. No, it's not. Did I send you that thing? So last time we talked about this Roe versus Wade, I talked to you because again, I like to splay out all the cards on the table, and I talked to you about a a woman that was on her Instagram talking about how she wishes that she had the choice, wherever she was yeah. at the time, but yeah. she was coerced into not doing it, and so now she got this fucking kid that she ain't too enthused about taking care mm-hmm. of, right? Mm-hmm. I got sent another story by that person because I don't follow that person, right? But I got sent a story from them, and it was. The little boy in the back seat of the car, like knocked out sleeping. And she took a photo of him in the caption. It was just like she wrote on there. Yeah, he told me he hated me before he went to sleep. Crazy to hate the person, the only person in the world that would take you to the beach for five and a half hours. And then something like. Sure did wish I had a choice. Kids suck or something like that. Damn. Yeah, like it was it was along the same lines. Like, yeah, I'm pro-choice because, you know, pro-life is this life or something like that. And yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, listen, man, like, yeah. I, like, I get it. Like, I get. See, that's why nothing is ever black and white for me. Like, I, I get that you have an issue with this law being overturned in the way that it has at the same time you coming out and divulging your feelings this way is also eerie and someone should go find that child (laughs) because it's like that's that's something else and people can say she's entitled to her feelings about it and sure doesn't mean that there's not a conversation to be had about the feelings nor the entitlement of those feelings yeah there's something weird going on. You know what I'm also thinking about? Like, are they going to outlaw vasectomies at some point? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we're doing all these, all this governing of the human body, why is it only? Why is it really only about the women? Mm. You know, 
Because as far as we know, women can go and get sperm, right? But we can't go get eggs, right? Like we can't just go ferment our eggs somewhere else. Right, right, right. And just get a child. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I still think just at the end of the day, like we're, we're, you know, some things need to be governed and some things I just don't think need to be governed it's rough yeah it's rough yeah like we're we're all you know like you said we're all human beings like sitting here trying to do this together like just i feel like i feel like another thing that this is doing is like you know some states are gonna be okay with abortion some aren't it's just another way to divide Another piece of division added on top of the layers of division. It is, but it, but it, but there. it may also, in the same way that weed legalization and decriminalization worked for the market mm-hmm. and people leaving places like niggas didn't want to go to Colorado before. Colorado <laughs> was not on the map before right. the weed legalization. Then it was, you started hearing about all sorts of people going to Colorado and hanging out. Yeah, they. Oh. Uh, someone literally told me like a couple weeks ago that Denver is just like the new it spot. Things like that happen when you make dope decisions. Mm-hmm. When you don't, people leave. Mm-hmm. Right, like people didn't like the mask mandates in California. People left, and when certain people leave. Like a Joe Rogan left, and he's down in Austin now doing his podcast. So many people left. There's nothing you can do. Like comedians left. Now they're starting a whole new comic scene down in Austin. Like all sorts of people left. People didn't like how strict they were with the mask mandate. That shit was really that deep. Yeah. (laughs) They were just like, bro, because at a certain point they were saying. Just uproot your life and roll out. because Because they're thinking, yo, we're done. So you wouldn't. People feel the same way they did about the abortion laws there for that. It's the same. It's the same thing to some degree. You're governing us. You're telling me what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't want to get the vaccine. Maybe I don't want to wear the mask. There are other places that aren't doing it. And as far as we're concerned now, as far as the pandemic goes, a bunch of shit that they were saying from the beginning don't match up with what we know now. There were people that were trying to give certain information. They were put on the hush hush. They were canceled or shadow banned and all this weird shit where they couldn't get their voices out. Or they couldn't say anything. Shit got really weird. Mm-hmm. This episode now, just because we've even I've said this for the last 10 seconds is probably going to come a you know, look for COVID information here, right? <laughs> just just paste it yeah. on this episode. So people were trying to get away from that at a point in time. Like, I don't want to be governed this way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to another place. Guess what's going to happen at that place? Money. Mm-hmm. Money's going to happen there mm-hmm. because big people are going to be moving there. Big people as far as status and amount. Right. Right. And so yeah. I think... Th- th- we're going to see some people moving around. Yeah, people ain't just going to be sticking around in certain states to just continue to live under that sort of governing. Mm-hmm. Nah, people going to leave because that's strong enough to make you want to leave. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because when you feel like something has been a personal attack on you, 
and your daughter and what you're just like nah and humanity in a bigger sense you're just like nah i'm cool i guess i just haven't had something personally attack me that badly that i'm just like oh nah because then you start to get a sense of like how far along are we going to do this like how many other things are we going to try to take away from the human Mm -hmm. and then the more and more we take away from them the more and more rights we take away people get very comfortable in things People don't realize this, but people get very comfortable. And when people take something away from you and you're kind of like, no, like I want that. And they just like, no, but you can't have it. And you're just like, okay. And then they come back around next week and they're like, you know what? You can't have that either. You're like, but these are my things. Like I've had these for, yeah, but you can't have it no more. It's like, damn, like, all right. That kind of sucks too. think people just go with the flow. But the more people take from you, the more you get in a groove of understanding that things get taken away and you're just going to get comfortable in the swing of having things taken away. So then you have to ask yourself at some point, how many things are they going to take away? And at what point is this going to be nothing like what I remember it being 20, mm-hmm. 25 years ago? Yeah. This is going to be a whole new country yeah. where we can't do all sorts of shit that we had liberties to do when I was young. There's a, there's a statement by uh, Mitch McConnell that I think about sometimes when they first, when uh, Trump first started appointing um, Supreme Court uh, judges, um, what was her name? Uh, Amy Coney Barrett or something like that when mm-hmm. she first got in there. I remember Mitch McConnell saying, uh, this is not verbatim, but he was like, you know, what we've done here, they won't be able to undo for a long time. And I just thought that was just so fucking sick. It was just so sick. That is because menacing. It is, isn't it? Yes. What we've done here, they won't be able to undo for a very long time. Because, you know, Supreme Court justices, they stay there until they don't want to be there anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just see, you know, I see how they've they've put, they've appointed three conservative uh, judges in the last few years. And it's majority conservative in there now. And, I mean, they took back Roe versus Wade and they're already looking into taking other shit back. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw what, uh, uh, who was that Mikey or who was that Mikey duty? RJ one of them put something in the chat the other day or no yesterday about, um, you know, um, they put something in the, one of them put something in the chat yesterday about, uh, basically if you go to jail, you won't be able to like a, bring new evidence into the case years later or something like that to be able to potentially get this person freed uh don't don't quote me i did not i we can all tell yeah, that you did I, not yeah i did not i'm just trying to remember exactly what was said but basically like i just i'm wondering like are they just going to start passing shit down the line that's just going to take us back into the fucking dark ages yeah People often think that because time progresses, we're just progressing along with it. Like uh-huh. we're like everything is just going to get better and better, and we're going to realize more, and we're going to speak more, and we're going to get smarter, and we're going to get you know more conveniences through technology, and we're going to get happier. Which, by the way, we've already talked about is not the thing. We get more convenient doesn't make us happier. We've all seen the movie Wall-E, mm-hmm. correct? No, I haven't seen. It. Oh, you never saw Wall-E? No, I didn't see oh. Wall-E. Yeah. Well, anywho, convenience does not equal happiness. I'll just put it to you that way. Mm-hmm. So I, I I have no idea where things are going to go. I do, back on this kind of baby-making thing, 
I do understand the plight that people have or the thought of them bringing children in, giving them pause because they look around and they're thinking, if I bring someone into this world, I'm going to love them a lot. <laughs> like love them more than I've ever loved anything. Do I want the thing that I love more than I could even imagine loving anything? Going through life in this world when I'm not so sure that we're going in a direction that would be beneficial for us. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like I'm, maybe I'm not so hopeful. Maybe I'm a bit skeptical on the way that human beings are acting as a hive mind right now. Maybe I don't really like the way things that maybe I shouldn't have a kid. I don't want to see him have to go through this and that. And where do I, now where do I have to move? Yeah. Like if I am to have a kid, where, where am I to move? One, just for them to not, for them to be in a place that's diverse, mm -hmm. right? For them to be in a place that's going to be safe. Mm -hmm. For them to be in a place that isn't going to be super inundated in the school system with political, ideological beliefs. I'm like, bugging. What? Because I'm acting like I don't have access to the chat right here and I can't just look the shit up and just read what the hell it said. Um, Hold on. Ooh. Here we go. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court's conservative majority decided on Monday that people in state prison no longer have a broad constitutional right to present new evidence in federal court to support claims that were adequately represented at trial or that weren't adequately represented at trial or on appeal. The court's opinion effectively guts a final safeguard against pros prosecutorial and judicial error or misconduct. It will leave people who have been wrongfully convicted with a without a court to turn to for justice and increases the likelihood that some innocent prisoners will be executed. So it's like if you find about if some shit comes about 10 years later that could potentially potentially get exonerate, some, exonerate somebody, they're kind of just they're, they're, they're taking like, nah. that away. Like, no, we convicted you. You're going to stay here. Like, where are we going? Where, what's going on right now? Is this an episode of Black Mirror? Like, what's happening? I'm hearing that they're going to retract uh, the the ruling on same-sex marriage. They're going to try to get rid of that. What are we talking about? Well, hold on. What? No, like, I'm sorry. I know what you're saying. Oh, okay. I know what the words mean. What I'm saying is, why? why? <laughs> yeah. Because we live in a, a country that's very divided and we have the highest court in the land that's very conservative now. And they don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're I mean, because this isn't the first time these things have come up as far as like retracting these rulings. We, the court's just finally in a place where they, they can do it now. How as backwards and ironic is it? To keep retracting these rules, right? Going into these things and writing an addendum. Actually, P.S. <laughs> we're going to do this instead, right? And at the same time, take away the right of the human being to do the same thing in prison. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you, so you, you're saying that you understand that things can be rethought, re 
presented, right, and founded maybe on completely new information that would change the scope of everything. You know that that happens with time because you do that with your laws Mm -hmm. that you use however you see fit. But yet now we're talking about prisoners that could be wrongfully convicted or not, whatever the case is, people that are in prison. And you will not allow them to do the same with the time and the new evidence and new information and data that could change the scope of everything. You'd rather them rot in prison because they were convicted of some shit that they didn't do just simply because, you know, a jury of their peers said so. Yeah, man, you know. Hey man, listen. Like Mikey said, we time has to happen. We are stupid. <laughs> we're ju- you just got to look at us. You got to look at us from the outside, man. We're just we're humans. Yeah, we we do phenomenal things on a human level. Like we we do all sorts of I mean, we've we've built spaceships and in planes. These metal birds that take us across the lands and across the seas and we go in the seas deep submarine through the seas and we we look at life and through fish and trees and birds and animals and we find all these different names of them. We know the connections between all of them and we know how to get deeper into our own consciousness through meditational practices and we come up with algebraic equations to to fix very complex human problems and we use the tools of science and technology to find our way forward with all these new conveniences like we we do amazing things to us but we're still at the same time so stupid Mm -hmm. we're so impressively stupid and smart at the same time Mm -hmm. it is it's just it's mind-blowing yeah and so i don't know where we're gonna go i know that they're gonna be a bunch of cool people that continue to do a bunch of cool shit and figure stuff out. They're going to be a bunch of dumb, hateful people that continue to do dumb, hateful things that divide and kill and tarnish. And all I can do is not be one of them. Yeah. It's all I can do is not be one of them. Like you want so much for others and so much for humanity and so much for the world. But sometimes, especially in times like this, that shit can just be very overwhelming. It really does just make you want to just sit back and just do what you can for your immediate circle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, aside from that, I'll, I'll have these conversations with my immediate circle and then people that, that spread outside of that, uh, you know, diametrically speaking, they're just on outer rings of, of my existence. And I will continue to do so on this podcast. So people that listen and something that is being spoken through or something that is oozing through these microphones out of their speakers into their ears. If it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. There's nothing I can do about that. Um, hopefully what I what I hope what I strive for is that 
what people hear when I speak through these microphones is similar. It's in the family of what you hear when you keep replaying Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Mm -hmm. Is maybe I don't agree with everything. Maybe I don't understand everything that this nigga is talking about. But, but I feel like he's truthful. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's doing his best. Yeah. Earl doesn't know everything. He can't know everything. But I feel like he's trying his best. He's not trying to hustle us with all of his words. He's not trying to be, as I said before, a linguistic gymnast, mm-hmm. right? And just get us lost in a bunch of nice, cute, florid words so we kind of understand what he's saying, but he also kind of lost us because he's just filibustering on this fucking microphone. Not doing that. And hopefully they they feel that. That's, Dude, that's it. That's it. I don't know, man. God bless everyone. Yeah. I want the best for everyone. I do. I do. I want the best for everyone. And even when people say, oh, even the people that are doing the wrong, the best for them is to be moving backwards. The best for them is to be moving, is sliding on the opposite side of that scale. Because just like the people that feel like the people in Detroit and the people in Chicago and all these people in these ghettos and whatever, they just got to deal with that shit over there. They're going to shoot each other up and kill each other over there. That's fine. I live in Beverly Hills. I live in (laughs) wherever the fuck. So I don't got to deal with that. (laughs) we are all doing this together how cool would life be if you nurtured all these minds that don't have it that don't have the resources do you know how many amazing mathematicians and scientists and artists and architects are in those hoods we won't we don't know it because they don't got no fucking resources. So right. they don't even know that they can do the things that we're talking about. Right. But they there are geniuses. And, we, and we're just losing out on that resource. Mm-hmm. We're all, the whole world, is losing out on all the beautiful, brilliant minds that are just dimming every day. Because we're not doing anything about it. Yep. We already have. We don't have to have more babies to find the geniuses. The geniuses are here. Right. The brilliant people, the creatives are here. The the analytics, the analysis, the the, the logicians. We have the people. We just don't give a fuck about them. Right. Could be because of their location, the color of their skin, demographic. So all types of shit. stupid. Humans are so stupid. So narrow-minded. So, so narrow-minded. But I love them all the same. I love them all the same. I do. <sighs> those are my last words. But those are your last words? I feel like we should uh, just clap it up and yeah. get the fuck out of here. Right there, <laughs> all right. 126, baby. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Tupac Day. Got to think for yourself. Boom. <laughs> Peace, everybody. Peace.